President Trump is moving at dizzying speed. Is there a method to the madness? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I'm usually on Saturday afternoons from 3 to 6, but I move around depending on UGA Sports. So I'm on today from 1 to 3, which is a slot I used to occupy. So you might have heard me before uh, on Sundays. You might have heard me before on Saturdays. But if you haven't, buckle your seatbelts because I am a hardcore libertarian. I'm not a Fox News libertarian. I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I'm an extreme libertarian. And I recognize that that kind of radical political change is not something uh, that's I even want right now. I'm kind of on the thousand year plan for that. But I have I truly believe that the modern state has become what's called a pathocracy. It does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. It actually tries to increase chaos tries to reduce prosperity and peace so that it has more power, more money, a greater role. So I am very, I've lost faith in the possibility of limited government. However, in the near term, I defend it. My libertarian principles are totally consistent with the American experiment, especially with the Bill of Rights. And I actually am not in the mood for a revolution. I think that's a bad idea. But I do take a very strict position on holding everybody, Republicans and Democrats, to the standards of our foundational law, the Constitution, and our foundational statement the Declaration of Independence. So with that, let's talk about the news of the week. It has been, I have to say, totally overwhelming to try to keep up with President Trump's first week. And it, it makes me wonder kind of who's setting the pace, who's behind writing these things up. He had so many meetings with foreign heads of state. He ha- He spoke to Angela Merkel of Germany. He met with Theresa May from the UK, came over. He had uh, a phone conversation, a Twitter war, and all sorts of drama with Mexican President Peña Nieto. And uh, also, he had a conversation with Putin. I mean, he was really busy this week. And at the same time, there were executive orders, there were laws signed from everything from abortion to health care to immigration to refugees. That caused a huge splash. And I wonder if, uh, you know, who is he? He's really got to trust people. If he's going to sign things that have major implications that he certainly cannot possibly, even if had the experience and the intelligence and the judgment to vet it all, he couldn't possibly do that uh, while he's so busy. Obviously, he had some lead time, and this stuff has been in the works for a while. But I want to talk about some of the policy specifics and how they fold into what what's my touchstone of uh, libertarianism and American foundational principles. But I want to know what you think of Trump's first week. So give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm here with my producer, Binkley. Hey, Binkley, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm exhausted. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're exhausted because of this crazy week. Yeah. I know. I And here's the nutty part about it is I'm watching this. I'm trying to like parse out what, what do these trade and immigration policies really mean for our economy? And uh, are these visa laws really... Um, can you really implement them in real time? And I'm listening to the mainstream kind of cable network news, and they're not only not talking about the policies, they're talking about themselves. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about, I, 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 they really jumped the shark this week. Very narcissistic. To- but it's, it's beyond. It's, uh, they jumped the shark, really, because Fox played a clip of a CNN anchor talking about the media and it was so crazy and Steve Bannon who's the big advisor to Trump the Breitbart guy said something like media shut shut up and listen or whatever that was the story they were focused on and if they're not focused on that they're looking at these protests and uh, you know who 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 are the bigger haters you know which side and everybody seems focused on that which is such an easy thing to focus on I mean these are people with fundamentally different philosophies it's so easy to just look across the aisle and make fun but Nobody seems to me is really talking about the policies and those in themselves are so complex, so rapid fire. We really should be scrutinizing it. But uh, that's the nature of the modern, I guess, media atmosphere. So why don't you, if you would, Binkley, I did tweet out uh, trying to find out what people thought about the first week of Trump's presidency. And I see that people do want to opine on it. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Why don't you give me, uh, give me a tweet? Gox RM, he says, what would Hillary's first week have been like? It doesn't really need to be put into a question. That's kind of the opposite. Now, I love getting tweets from him. We have a great rapport. I Twitter is so fun for me, at Monica Perez Show. You might as well. It's even worth joining Twitter just to have this real-time interaction if you like the show. But uh, I have to say that approach of uh, he's better than Hillary, I get it. I was uh, in that camp during the campaign, but it's very dangerous, in my opinion, to fall for this whole left-right thing where... Uh, it was that Carol Quigley was a mentor of Clinton and he wrote a really um, sensational and academic expose, Tragedy and Hope, about how our our state, our the true nature of power in the world. And one of the things he said is that how it really works is you set up the two-party system so that you can tell the people to just, quote, throw the bums out at any election and then put in your the other side who's really doing the same thing. And that is a dangerous, it's a dangerous situation where they, the real powers that be can exploit democracy in that they, it's taking the lesser of two evils philosophy to a new level. Once the guy's in, you have to hold his feet to the fire. You have to always compare what he's doing against your principles. You have the power. He's a guy who, if you believe the reports, does not have a high approval rating. So if you're a supporter, it's your chance to make sure that he does what you want him to do. And you got to ask the question. You can't say don't ask the question. You got to ask the question. So uh, give me another tweet, Binkley, and then I'm going to take a call. Alpha 6 Insider says, like a boss fulfilling his promises on the campaign, opposition stunned and stymied. 
It is pretty amazing uh, how fast he seems to be genuinely implementing what he said. There's a couple of things I would say. I always try to look a little deeper. If you've been following the fake news controversy, you'll know, you might remember that for years I've been talking about how the mainstream media is the fake news. It has been for so long. They just feed you this stuff. And uh, if... If this is, if the way it's being rolled out is to be believed and isn't just crafted for like a psychological operation, if it's really, uh, if it really is an indication that Trump will do what he said, that's interesting to me. I mean, that really changes the direction of the country, of the world, like he said in his inaugural speech. Uh, He has some challenges in that executive fiat isn't the way to have lasting changes. You have to work with the legislature. That's true. And there's also the possibility, and this is really going down the rabbit hole, but there is a possibility that what we're looking at is, uh, is policy shifts that are radical and create chaos or a problem like his, um, the, the ban on visas from these seven countries. I want to talk about that. This happened on Friday. There are protests at the airport today because there was a little clause in there that said uh, effective immediately, even people who have legal papers can't come in right now. And that was kind of kooky. When I read the executive order's full text, I noticed that immediately. There are millions of people probably in the country already who have that status. There are very few people it would really keep out. However, the chaos that it would cause would be very media worthy. So I was a little, uh, when I see stuff like that, I I almost wonder if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, if that stuff is a setup for a reaction so that the, the opposition gets actually the power because people are so opposition oriented now that if they, if Trump does stuff that, um, that seems to backfire or that kind of thing, then you've got the opposition coming out and gaining strength that way. So that's something to watch out for. I want to take some calls. I am going to Josh in Atlanta. Oops, I can't, um, I cannot pull up my call. So why don't Binkley, you give me another tweet. All right. Tim says that he's very excited. He loves that the media can't keep up. Yes, that's that is a great, hopeful, optimistic attitude, and uh, I hope that that it. I would. I do not like the commentary. I think the media is not there to inform, but to manipulate. So I would be happy if he could do an end run around the media with his tweets and his pace. I hope it's what you see is what you get, which is what that is. Let me see if I can squeeze Josh in um, for this call. Hey, Josh, uh, hey, you are Monica. on. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, two quick things, and then uh, I'll hang up and listen to your response. Uh, I think Donald Trump made a lot of promises uh, to do a lot of things, and I think he's trying to uh, really do those things uh, and do it at a rapid pace because people are uh, fed up with Washington taking their time with everything. And uh, I think he's really experienced. I think he sat back for a long time and watched how things have played out, and I think he has a, a pretty good understanding of things that are going better than what people perceive him to have. And uh, the last thing I wanted to say was I think uh, the voters and in, in the system in its purest form, the way it was set up, uh, really spoke this, this uh, election, and uh, I think that 
the media just really undermines the people and really just tries to uh, play a play a viewpoint uh, from one perspective that really is not in touch with the American people uh, of the country. And I'm going to hang up and listen to your response. Thank you so much, Josh. That's a, a great call, jam packed with stuff that I would like to address. I do. I would like to say that it's. I, I hope that it's what you see is what you get and that he is trying to implement his campaign promises and that he can do that in a way that's not disruptive or doesn't violate the Bill of Rights and the fundamental principles of this country. I, as a libertarian, I want limited government. I want a protection of our liberties and I want a policy of defense um, real, true, just war, self-defense kind of defense. So I'm going to hold him to that standard. I do question if it's possible to make an end run around the media these days. I think that the fact that he wasn't completely shut down and ignored the way Ron Paul was is is a, a flag for caution in thinking this is what you see is what you get. More calls after this, 404-872-0750, and reading your tweets at Monica Perez Show. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 47 degrees outside the studio, a five on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air, and we're talking about Trump's first week in office. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I am going to Robert in Ackworth. Hi, Robert. You are on with Monica. Uh-oh. There you go. Hey, Robert. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I wanted to let you know that I love Donald Trump, and here's why. He's running this country. Now bear with me just for a second. He's running this country like a businessman. I own several businesses. I realize that the government of the United States is not strictly a business, but neither is it not a business. And it's never been run like a business. It's one of the biggest businesses in the world, and yet it's never been run like a business. He has a mindset of getting things done, making things happen, not talking, not meeting with a bunch of people to get everybody's opinion, but just simply doing the next right thing. I realize he's not a king, and I realize our country's not a monarchy, but I also just am so impressed with the fact that he knows what needs to be done, and he's doing it. Our founding fathers, many of them, were business-minded people. When our country got started, we didn't even know what politicians were. And now we have somebody who is business-minded, who is making the country act like a business, at least to start with. And if there's anybody who knows how to think like a businessman, it's Donald Trump. So he's not perfect, and our country's got a lot of work to be done. But we've got somebody who understands accountability, who understands there ain't no free lunch, who understands capitalism and that you've got to work hard and you've got to produce things. And it's not going to be perfect, and nobody's going to say that he's, you know, the savior of our country. But he is doing things from a businessman's perspective. That I, yeah, sense. I hear you. I hear you. And uh, I would just say, for me, that's the opposite of uh, my libertarian principles. Hayek, a great 
libertarian kind of gateway thinker, talks about the information that's inherent in the pricing mechanism, this decentralized information, feedback, individual liberty and choice gets you to the most efficient outcomes. I don't like having uh, our government run by like a business. I understand that's his sell, but uh, we're going to talk about that lots more. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I'm normally on Saturdays from 3 to 6. I am your libertarian voice. Today I'm on 1 to 9. If you have 1 to 3. If you have not heard my show before, it's uh, I can be a little radical. I am a radical libertarian. I'm not looking for a revolution. I don't think that... The world is ready for anarcho-capitalism, the, the free market without government coercion. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. So I try to just stick to our American founding principles, which I would totally accept if we had a government that adhered to them. I did get a call right before the break saying Trump's a businessman. He's going to run the country like a business. That'll be good. Our founders were businessmen. Uh, Not to paraphrase the caller, you can listen to the podcast of this show if you want to go to PropagandaReportDaily.com or MonicaPerezShow.com. At the beginning of next week, I post all my podcasts there. You can re-listen to it. But to the extent that's what the message was, I just want to point out that the founders recognized that liberty and justice and rule of law, equality under the law, was the best way to get prosperity and peace and also fairness. So if you don't have the government doling out privileges, picking and choosing, and everybody is subject to the same rule of law, that makes competition possible. And competition really restrains that excess, that greed that people don't like about corporatism and cronyism. And uh, and and because of that, because what the founders recognized is that you have to have faith in your leaders if you're going to give them that kind of power. And these guys did not have faith. So when someone says to me that this guy has a proven business track record and we should trust him to make these decisions, though, that means that the that you're agreeing to that authority, what he's doing, like say, if the extent to which executive orders and administrative law put legislative power in the executive branch, which to me is fundamentally unconstitutional. And when I was in law school, the first day of admin law, the teacher said, I don't want to hear about the Constitution. It doesn't apply in this class, basically, is what he said. But the the idea behind that kind of power being centralized and being okay with that, even though generally, like with Obama, you wanted to not let him have that power, is that you have faith in this guy's ability and in his intentions. And that's like the classical, the classic kind of earmarks of a a confidence game. So I'm not saying you're not going to get what you want and that he can't be trusted. I'm just saying our system was founded on not giving the benefit of the doubt to the leader. And if he is the guy that you can trust, you might allow him to put in what I call or, or we'll say the scaffolding of technocracy, which is like the building, the framework for a technocracy, which is ruled by experts 
they have that. This is and, and and it might feel good to say, I want a little back after all these years of being a principal taxpayer who got nothing back. I want some back. And I I appreciate that. And I would like to say that what, what we want back should be our tax money and our liberties and all that and not uh, just somebody better at controlling the levers of power. So for me, I feel like that's how we got this, uh, this socialist bureaucracy in Europe was we there's nothing we can do to contain the power and money and influence at the top. We just need to get ours. And then you always have to go hat in hand to the government to ask them for what what's right for you, for you, for you to get back. There's so much money transferred from the federal government to the state and local governments. This whole idea of sanctuary cities, uh, you better change your stripes or the feds will stop sending you money. Look at those cities. Why don't they stop sending the fed money? And then they don't have to be beholden. I'm not defending sanctuary cities. I'm just saying this system of the federal government giving money, it's like an end run around the 10th amendment. It's serious business. And, it's easy with all this chaos and noise to take our eye off the ball, but the principles are important, in my opinion. So I have in, my, in uh, the studio Binkley, my producer. We do a show, Propaganda Report, where we dig in more in-depth into these issues. So if you want to check that out, go to PropagandaReportDaily.com and subscribe to iTunes or uh, um, even just the blog. But, Binkley, do you have some... Let's read a tweet at Monica Perez Show, and I'm going to get to some calls. 800-WSB-TALK. All right. Johnny says that Trump will grow, quote-unquote. He will sell out on all his good points. He'll start wars, and then the neocons and the libs will go back to destroying Rand Paul. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff in that. <laughs> uh, I, I would say the litmus test to see if somebody is truly independent from the military-industrial complex is how they're approaching... The, this endless war in the Middle East. So given that that was the theme of a lot of his conversations with Putin, Theresa May came to town, the UK prime minister, that the focus was is does seem to be an escalation of uh, military action in the Middle East, which to me is the source, the cause of terrorism spreading, of refugees everywhere. For me, I would say go in and stop all that. And then we will not have these problems. We will not have this controversy. So that is a, is a litmus test. Rand Paul, I, I can't imagine that he's uh, going to sell out because his, you know, Ron Paul, his father, I can't imagine being raised by him and still not understanding the value of libertarian principles. He does compromise a lot. I know Binkley, you've used the expression like Trump might be Batman, like cooperate on the outside <laughs> But really, he's secretly plotting to save the world. Uh, um, maybe Rand Paul is like that. I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. The jury is a little bit out. I mean, I, I defend him because I, I, I until he's innocent until proven guilty, but he does kind of compromise. Anyway, let's talk uh, to some callers. 800 WSB Talk. I am going to Kelly in Atlanta. Hi, Kelly. You're on with Monica. Yes. I would like to know, you had made a statement a little while ago about the executive orders, and you said that Trump was, uh, didn't have the intelligence. Explain to me why he doesn't have the intelligence. Intelligence? Like IQ? I don't, I don't, I think what I said is, I don't remember what I said, but I, I would not, I think it was a misunderstanding. I don't think he's unintelligent. Okay, well, the way, you know, it was said, that's what it was sounding like. 
All right. Well, I'll go back and listen to the podcast and I will clarify in my show notes if necessary. But no, I might have said even if he had the intelligence, he doesn't have the time because this stuff is super complicated. You know, they have legal implications to every single clause. As a matter of fact, when I read this executive order about the ban on Muslim countries, I read it twice. I'm a lawyer. I have some sense of how that language works. It immediately leapt out at me this one clause. I think the whole entire thing would have been fine if it weren't for this one clause. And it happens to be the clause that's causing the trouble, which is effective immediately. People, even with legal documents who are in transit, will not be admitted. And that there's no reason for that. Doesn't make sense. Well, it was like a trap. The time, they knew that. They knew it was coming. They knew. I don't think so this they, language they made was themselves more complicated by hopping on the airplane and coming on over. But they went to the U.S. authorities and got permission. That's the thing is this little group of people. It's just it was just a, it doesn't make sense to put it in there. And that's why I'm saying, like, did did Trump put it in there himself? Unlikely. Who did it and why? Was it a mistake? You know what I'm saying? It just I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I do get that. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it would have mattered how he'd done it. He's going to catch hell. Yes. No matter. Yeah, what that's he's a done. good point. Yeah, he was. Yeah. These protesters aren't coming out because a couple of people are stuck at the airport. They're coming out. Exactly. You know, they maybe didn't even know what subject they were going to protest on until the the morning. Like, okay, here's our here's your this is what you're writing or pass out the signs, you know, in the last minute. So I agree with you there for sure. Right. And, and, you know, this is going to continue, sadly. You know, I hate to say it, but it's going to continue. But I wonder. You know, I I have to look at, is there a reason, a method to putting those little bombs in there? You know, that that do they like the chaos because it gets people distracted by the form and not the content? You know, I really don't know. This this is a challenge to figure out what's going on because so much is going on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm a big Trump supporter. I do think that he's done wonderful things in this past week and he's getting the job done and he will continue to get the job done because nobody else. Let me ask you one question. One question. Do you feel strongly about the Bill of Rights? Yes, I do. Do you want to hold him accountable to that? Like if I'm on the air and I want to say he is, uh, he's helping the legislature go around the Fifth Amendment, for example, which is what is going to be in the crosshairs. Due process is in the crosshairs with watch lists and no fly lists and no buy lists. If if I'm critical of him in his compromising on that, will do you think I shouldn't be? Should I give him the benefit of the doubt? Should I compromise? Should I let it slide? Or should we be strict? Even though he's better than Hillary, should we still hold his feet to the fire? I mean, I do think you should hold him accountable, but at the same time, let's give him a chance. I mean, he's new at this, and he does have his advisors, of course, but, you know, he's not perfect, and he he will make mistakes. But overall, I really do think he's going to do wonderful things for our country. I, I don't, I'm not saying that he won't. I absolutely have very high hopes well, I should say I have <laughs> I haven't foreclosed the possibility that regardless of who's writing his his uh, orders or whatever, that 
there is that it's going to be a better direction than we have been going in. I'm happy with that. I I hope that's the case, but I absolutely am not going to compromise. He he needs it. If he's new and he's going to make mistakes or whatever, then he actually needs to be um, pushed back on if he compromises in D.C. too far and forgets what his base really wants. Thank you so much for the call, Kelly. I'm going to Bridget. Bridget, you're on with Monica. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, the thing that bothers me about Trump, and, and I'm voted for him, uh, but just sort of the lesser of three evils, but um, the thing that bothers me is is uh, the stuff that he's saying about trade, because, um, I mean, for one thing, like with this 20% tariff that he wants to put on all products from Mexico, I mean, we end up paying for that. I mean, like they were saying, avocados are going to go way up and stuff like that. Americans are going to end up paying for that. Mexico isn't. And it's going to create a lot of other problems just on the Mexican end of things, too. Um, what I think they should do is people are forgetting that, you know, all the illegals that are here, they send money back. They send dollars back to Mexico. And dollars that come from the U.S., responsible for, I, I think it's around 20 to 30 percent of the Mexican economy. It's a big chunk. And what, I think that if they're going to do something like that, put a, put a fee on, because a lot of people use Western Union, stuff like that, put a fee on, tack it on to the money that's going out. Because uh, that, That's a kind of uh, a clever idea. I haven't looked into that at all, but I absolutely agree with you that the as a libertarian, I understand when you have a democracy that ensures liberty so that we have people voting, but we have these objective rules in the Bill of Rights. Immigration does matter. Making people citizens does matter. But as a libertarian, which is very like economics heavy, trade, immigration, uh, the value of the dollar, interest rates, all these things that the government manipulates uh, really by by definition reduces the overall efficiency and prosperity. So I think over the next year, we're going to talk a lot about the actual implications of these policies. I want to talk uh, more about Trump's first week, what you think, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 51 is the high today, 32 is the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Talking about Trump's first week, give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Anthony in Atlanta. Hi, Anthony, you're on with Monica. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to make a couple of uh, statements, then I'll just hang up and listen to your response. Okay, I hate uh, to based, tell you this, but you have on, one minute. Uh, based on uh, Trump's first week, I am loving this president, and that's coming from somebody who used to be one of the never-Trumpers. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, in the primaries, I had a my, my candidate was somebody else, but then once he won, I you know I voted for him against Hillary. Uh, right. I think we finally, uh, long last, have a real leader. Uh, and I'll tell you this: uh, the previous president made a big big to do about how his administration was going to be the most transparent in history, and then how many things did he do behind closed doors? This president is truly being transparent. I mean, he. He calls the media and says, okay, look, this is what I'm signing. Here's my signature. This is what it says. This is what it's going to do. I mean, how much more transparent can you be? 
you know? And he so, talks directly to the people through exactly, Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'll hang right. up. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Anthony, for the great call. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, when I hear this stuff, it feels to me like people are excited about Trump, and I like that. I, my only thing is that I do always want to go back to the libertarian touchstones of uh, personal liberty, of limited government. But if you're a libertarian, if you're not a libertarian, tell me what you think about Trump's first week in office. 800 WSB Talk, 404 8720750, or you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.